0: Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's safety chat.
1: Hi, this is Nick Coya with the Portage County Safety Council and we just finished our February monthly meeting and we had a great conversation about what to do when crisis happens and how to respond to that, especially with media and news outlets. Our presenter today was Tom Fladding from Henness Communications and he's a managing partner. Thank you for presenting today. Ah, it's my pleasure, Nick. That was fun. Yeah, you know, these meetings are always a great time. We always learn something new, at least I do. But can you tell me a little bit about Hennis Communication and what you do there?
0: Sure. We are Cleveland-based. We also have an office in Akron. We are one of the few firms in the country that does only crisis communications and issues communications and and crisis management. So in other words, we don't do any traditional public relations we don't do media relations or or any sort of brand work. We come in when you have a problem. We come in when you have an issue that you think you need to handle. And we try to help you figure out how to communicate, first of all, internally with your employees, with your staffers, with your business partners, with your vendors. And then if it is a, a, the kind of crisis or issue that gets public attention, we help you figure out how to communicate on social media or even with the media if, if you get news coverage.
1: No, that's great to know that something like that exists out there because while we prepare safety professionals to prevent injuries, something can happen. And sometimes it does. We don't know what to do at that point. So it's good to know that someone exists out there. And you had some really good points in your presentation today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What you see a lot, Nick, especially
0: with uh, folks involved in your, in your field, is they have operations emergency plans. So they know what to do if the power goes out. You right. know, they know what to do if they have a weather incident. But they don't have an accompanying crisis communications plan. How are they going to talk about that? How are they going to explain to people what's going on? What we do is we try to convince people to put together crisis communications plans that operate in concert with operations emergency plans.
1: You know, when you were talking today about that, you talked about this damage control plan. Can you tell me a little bit more about what the damage control plan is, some of those bullet points of what we should be doing to control that damage?
0: Yeah, what we try to do at Hennis, and obviously we would love it if you hired us, but we try to give people very pragmatic, practical tools that they can use. So that they have a roadmap. They have some tips and guidelines when a crisis hits. The most basic is what we call the damage control playbook. And that has just five simple rules, I'll call them. Number one and the most important is tell the truth. And that's a hard one for people sometimes because the truth may not be easy to swallow. The truth may not be easy to swallow. The truth may not reflect at that moment particularly well on you. But if you don't tell the truth and you damage your credibility, it is damaged forever. People will not believe what you say when you want to tell the truth. It's essential. Plus, ask yourself, how often does the cover-up exceed the crime? You know, Watergate was a simple burglary. It ended up taking down a president because it got covered up. Tell the truth. Number two is tell it first because we want you out there with your story. We trust that if something went wrong, you want to fix it. But you have to be out there telling people that. Because if you don't tell it first, somebody else will. And we don't want someone else defining your story whether that's people on Facebook or the media or your competitors or whoever, tell it fast because you don't have time. You simply don't have time to sit and wait and react. When something bad happens, what do we all hope? We
1: hope it will go away. Yeah, we do. We just want to kind of shut the door and maybe the media will move on. Maybe the customer will move on and and it goes away. But the reality is in today's world, it doesn't. It moves fast.
0: I, I won't make you a bunch of promises, but I promise you it won't go away. You're going to have to deal with it. So get up front and deal with it quickly. So tell the truth, tell it first, tell it fast, tell it all, or tell as much of it as you can. You know, there are real privacy issues. You know, you may have HIPAA, you may have FERPA, the student privacy. There may be a personnel issue. You may not know, you don't. In fact, you won't know everything that's happened during the crisis because the crisis is just happening. So tell as much of it as you can, you know, and finally tell it to the people who matter most. You know, we were chatting earlier about the importance of internal communication. Right. And that's where we really start with crisis communications. The last thing you want is for your your customers, your employees to find out things about you on Facebook, find out things about you in the media. You want to tell them. Right. So whenever we're in a crisis communication situation, the first thing we tell clients is you've got to
1: communicate with your people. I think it's important because, unfortunately, it's like the old telephone game when we were kids internally. Somebody hears part of the story and it twists and it turns. And then you almost create another crisis with inside your company itself because you're trying to put out these fires because the real honest truth wasn't out there with them. Right.
0: And and who's the best ambassador for you? They're the people who work for you. They're the people that buy your product or your service. They're the people that trust you. So align them, you know, immediately get them the information that they need to have to
1: tell others about what's going on. You know, when we talk about how fast media moves, one of those pieces that we face today that wasn't a big issue 10 years ago is social media.
0: Yeah, I mean, it barely existed. Twitter uh, is, uh, I remember at the 2006 Republican National Convention, I was the editor of the St. Paul Pioneer Press then, and it was in St. Paul. This was the dawn of Twitter, the very early days of Twitter. And I had a reporter assigned to do nothing but Twitter that week. And it was his idea. And I was kind of like, yeah, kid me. Right. But boy, it, it took off and it has taken off since. Facebook is only just a little older than Twitter. We weren't dealing with any of this a decade ago. And now it is the dominant form of communication. I don't say that's a good thing right, or a nice thing, but it is
1: a thing. And so that becomes a piece that we need to monitor because even... Somebody who's unknown can become famous overnight. Absolutely. Or infamous. Right. And so we have to monitor that in some fashion. So how how do you manage that?
0: So crises almost always now play out first on social media. So you have to be prepared to respond on social media. And that's not easy. I'm not going to, you know, there's nothing easy about this. You're trying to run a business. You're trying to run an organization. You're trying to run a school. You're trying to run a township or a city. You don't have time to be on Twitter all day. You don't have time to be on Facebook. There are some simple tools that the social media channels themselves can offer you to at least set up some searches, some rudimentary searches. And then if you can't, have someone within your organization just to check periodically, what are people saying about us? You know, you would want to know what people are saying about you out in the community. Well, social
1: media is a community, so you have to figure out some ways to figure out what people are saying about you. I remember, you know, years ago, one of my jobs, one of our secretaries, their morning job was to get the local newspaper and skim it quickly for yeah. any evidence that was happening with our company. Yeah. Now it's it's worldwide. So it, you really have and to... And it's instantaneous. Social. Yeah. Right? It's constantly... You don't yeah. have to worry about the 8 a.m. newspaper. Now you have to worry all day long. Yeah. You,
0: you and I go back to the era of clip services. Remember those? They would clip. stories out of newspapers and send them to the companies that the or the people that the stories were about well uh, you don't have time for that anymore the flip service is
1: immediate and it's out there on twitter and on facebook on instagram yeah so we have to prepare you know i teach a class and i do a lot of development with my organizations i work with called one ocean knocks because that's it's always a fear what happens when ocean shows up at my door and so we develop a strategic plan inside and then we practice it we test it but realistically, they need when media knocks. Yeah, a they program do. Too.
0: When media knocks, when social media knocks. And so, again, there are some simple guidelines that we can talk about to prepare for that. So let's say you get that media call. While for everything I've said, tell the truth, tell it first, we don't suggest that you respond immediately. You know, get the reporter's name, get the reporter's contact information, get the reporter's deadline. Which is crucial and honor it. And that reporter's deadline may be now because I need right. to go on on my website now. Even then, ask for 15 minutes. All right. Say that, you know, you caught me in the middle of a meeting. It's probably true. You caught me dealing with the crisis. It's right. almost certainly true. True. I want to tell my story, but give me 15 minutes. Give me a half an hour and use that time to prepare. How do you prepare? One of the key ways is we argue for key messages three, one, two, three things you can say about this situation that speaks to your organization's core values. They're truth, always, and honestly, but they're facts. They're factual, but they're not facts. So so in other words, if it is a situation where someone was damaged or injured, you probably feel sorry about that. Then say that. Let that be one of your key messages. We are so sorry that this happened. We don't know why it happened, but we're going
1: to find out. Yeah, and I think responding is so important because often you see the news articles and the Facebook posts from the newspapers that say, tried to contact John Doe and there's no response. Right.
0: And what do you think when you see that? When you see that, you start to think,
1: what are they covering up? What are they right. hiding? And and they may not be covering
0: up or hiding anything. It may, they, may, they may be, you know, it can be an honest mistake. They weren't prepared. So right. prepare. Yeah,
1: right. and I think that's why when media knocks becomes
0: an important thing, we need to be thinking about... How would we
1: respond to that? Right, and
0: then there are other steps you can take. When you buy that 15 or 20 or 30 minutes to get ready, well, write down the questions that you think you might get asked and come up with the answers. And don't do the easy questions because right. you're not going to get them. Right. Here's another couple of other key ways, especially if media is involved. Know what's on your website because before I come to interview you, I'm going to go to your website. And if you run a construction company and your website has a blazon across its homepage, we put safety first, and you just had an injury or God forbid a death, I guarantee you, I'm going to ask you, oh, so you put safety first, huh? It's on your website. Right. How's that play out here? So prepare for that. Know your company's history. And I don't care if you just got hired. You just got hired. You're in a leadership position. You inherit the history. You had an OSHA investigation two years ago. I'm going to know. Right. And I'm going to ask you about it. Right. Yeah, it exists out there. Right. And finally, know what's on social media. One of the first places reporters go now before they come to you is they go on Twitter and they go on Facebook and they see what people are saying about you. So if people are saying something, check it out and know that so you're prepared. And then come up with the answers for those questions and let those answers be short. You don't have to do my job for me. Be truthful and speak to your organization's
1: core values again. You know, I think that's great information. It allows our listeners to really develop a good game plan. And that's what this is about. When crisis happens, it's about creating a plan of action to be ready to respond, just like we do in safety sometimes we forget about the media
0: piece. That's right. it happens. So apply those same principles that you apply so well to safety measures
1: and see how you would apply them to communications and let that follow through. That's a great message. Thank you so much for coming out today. We appreciate your presentation and doing this podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you and everyone be safe.